Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Adina. Hi. <laughs> okay, so welcome to Conversations with Christine that we're doing today, the three of us. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Mom, you want to start? Well, I'm Christine, and we've got three generations here. My daughter, my fourth daughter, and my first granddaughter. Yeah, hello, I'm Adina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, say uh, your names. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what I want to say was the reason maybe why Adina and I are in this video today is because I think we're the most like excited followers of your podcast, right, Adina? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love it so much. We love listening to the stories and everything that you've experienced. And yeah, the reason obviously why we can't be together is because I live way up north in Germany and Adina lives in the middle and you mom live in the south. So it's about 10 hours apart, which is sad. But yeah, we're here together today. And um, one question that lots of people ask me and that I realize in your podcast also that, you know, is evident is how you've gone through your life in all stages, like with God and how you've incorporated that in your life with us as kids. And now it is, you know, also in your grandkids evident. And so I thought we could talk about that today. And maybe you should start mom by saying like, how, what was the beginning of you and dad deciding how you want to like, bring the Lord like in prayer life into our family? Yeah. So as, as you know, how our story started out with me and dad, we were not Christians. We were married and we had our first baby. My mom. <laughs> the mother the mother of that one, Naomi, who we've talked to before on this these conversations. And we got saved. We experienced the power of God that we came to the realization because someone told us that Jesus is the truth. And we turned our lives over to Jesus. And then we were immediately lived in a Christian community. This was in the mountains in California. It was a very unusual place. It was not like going to church, you know. And But what we learned from day one, we were living together with people, eating together, working together. It was like a farm. And it, our whole lives were transformed from the inside out. We had new hearts, a new mind, a new desire, a new purpose in life to serve God. And so that's the foundation of, of everything. You know, like at that time, we just had one little baby, but we would walk through the forest singing her songs about Jesus and talking to her about Jesus. And she would be with us when we were at the meetings, praying and singing and reading the Bible. She would be with us at home when, you know, in the cabin or whatever. And so that continued throughout our lives that we, like my whole podcast story, it's we found the purpose and that we were looking for and nothing else mattered. It like the knowing Jesus consumed our hearts and minds. And I thought of this scripture that really describes it because so it's in uh, Deuteronomy in the Old Testament and it's where 
God was giving Moses the Ten Commandments and speaking to his people. And um, God said to Moses, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. We would teach the children those songs, you know, with all your might. <laughs> and then it says, these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and daughters and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. So that is, that's what our lives became. That's what, what you did. And so yeah. now we need to fast forward, like to when I'm born, like, because I'm number four, so that's a long time later, and you guys weren't living in communal style anymore right when i was born well when you were born we were living with one other family <clears throat> in munich oh. okay so that was then a big step right when you decided to leave um leave the communal living and live on your own in a little apartment and maybe you can tell us about that moment like how did you decide to do that how did you pray about it did god speak to you how did how did that happen yeah, that it's interesting when you the way you say it because there was a, a combination of our well, our pastor, our our community. We had been in seven years as a community living in various places together, and Daddy was in training. He was becoming the pastor, what we called elder, and uh, one of our pastors you know, said things are changing now that our communities are getting older and having children that you can choose if you want to live, you know, in your own place. And that's like a huge difference be between always being with people and praying together, everything together with other people and then just being a family. So we were a family of six when you were born, four daughters. <laughs> and um, so dad and I, first we talked about it and we had already, you know, developed a relationship together that we always talked about things and we respected each other's, you know, opinion and desires. And I particularly said, I would really like the idea. I couldn't imagine how that would be, but I would like the idea of living in our own place so that I could concentrate more on my children and not have so many distractions. And um, daddy said, yeah, I'm, that's fine for me. But the two hurdles were, how are we ever gonna find an apartment in Munich and how are we gonna be able to afford it? And um, so we prayed together and it, it was really kind of miraculous how he found something in the newspaper, an apartment that was big enough for four children. And, you know, in Munich, people are, you know, people renting, they're not so keen about having big families and children in their apartment buildings, you know, and that was one hurdle. It was a beautiful modern apartment and the rent wasn't very much. And daddy went back to one of the jobs that he had had before and uh, to get, have more money. And so that was the start. Um of a whole new life that you grew up in then living as a yeah, family. 
And so what I remember is that we used to have these family meetings, we used to call them, or we would sit together and we would discuss what's what's happening in the next week or the month or whatever, and all the things that we needed to pray about because we didn't know how we were going to do it or where God wanted to lead us. Like, I mean, all of these questions for one, the whole thing with the finances, I remember like my childhood that we would pray, like also then yeah. when we moved to the next um, house when we were five yeah. kids and <laughs> we were praying for like God's provision because we did not know how we were going to pay the rent the next month. And I, I didn't feel like that was a burden or too much for me as a child to know those things, but rather it was like, it strengthened my faith because we would pray specifically and God would answer. And he always answered in different ways. Like all of a sudden daddy had a new job or a few times I remember there was like an envelope with money <laughs> in the mailbox the next day or something. Do you remember that mom? Yeah. I mean, that was so amazing. And all of these little steps, like, you know, they just gave me more confidence in God is real. Like there's, you just can't, you know, explain these instances. And I don't know, Adina, did you guys also in your family start this like family meeting tradition? Yes, we, we did the same. So for the, for my generation, it, just got passed on and we also did family meetings every few few weeks we would just sit together tell what we need prayer for or wisdom and um yeah for me the same through that the prayers got answered that's how my faith got strengthened and also um, i have an example when i came back from australia i really wanted to start away start right away to work again so I was praying for a job and not two weeks after me being back, I already had a new job. So it's stuff like that. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have so many experiences where God really answered like prayers or spoke to us. Also, we wanted to talk about shortly about how does God speak to us? Adina, you just said that he would like open doors, like give a job or something. I mentioned the money in the mailbox. Mom, is there something that comes to mind where God like spoke to you in a different way, maybe? Um, I think, I think, you know, the most important thing as a mother and parents with raising the children um, before just like, uh, like prayer wasn't the main, like it was just normal. It was just normal that we had a relation. Well, daddy and I had a relationship with Jesus and if you have a relationship with someone you love and uh, you talk to that person <laughs> and our biggest desire was sharing the gospel of Jesus to all of our daughters. And, um, so one by one over the years, including you, you had an unusual, uh, moment when you were what five or six, you know, so we were always saying to our children, always talking about the Bible, like the scripture, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Bible stories, the prayer, the faith, the miracles, and um, and saying to each child, someday you also need to decide if you want to give your heart, your life to Jesus and follow him. 
And each one of you step-by-step step, made that decision. So that was our foundation of, you know, that we were all living together in a home, a household, as Christians, as born-again Christians, asking God to help us. And for us as parents, really, the miracle was over the years, experiencing our daughters giving their lives to Jesus. <laughs> That's so amazing. That is amazing. And I think very uncommon, like that all five of us are believers, are working with the Lord, that our husbands are, that we're teaching our kids. And like Adina was saying, how her faith, you know, and all of the faith of the kids is slowly growing. And it is how you say like a relationship, like, and that prayer basically is just the conversation with Jesus, with God, because how else, like, and reading his word, obviously those are his words, but yeah, like, I remember that story you have in your podcast, um, for example, with the knocking on the Bible, you want to <laughs> share it quickly, or, or do you know which episode it is in or something? Oh, I don't know which episode, um, it was when we were living at the community, we were just a few months became Christians, and we were learning to like kind of submit ourselves to the rules and the schedule and the plan there at the community. And um, daddy and I had always been together, except for when we were in jail back in the day. That's in the podcast. But um, he was asked to go spend the night, go with a team to Eureka to do a big shopping tour for our farm. And we were both like, we had this big talk you know, well, we don't think that's right, that he, they're going to send him off to Eureka for the night. And we were living in a teepee on the property at the time. And I was like, I don't really want to be here by myself with my new baby. But we said, well, the Lord says, showed us that this is where we're supposed to be here. We want to cooperate with the plan. So we prayed together and it was like a wonderful day. Daddy had amazing experience. And for me in the middle of the night, um, I kept trying to go to the, go to sleep and I would hear this. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, I had a Gideon Bible that someone had given us, which is like a hardcover Bible. And it was right by my mattress on the floor in the teepee. And I kept turning on the light thinking, oh no, a little animal has come in or something. And <laughs> I did it three times. I mean, we were like in this forest area, like living in a tent. And, um, and then the third time it was like clear to me, the only thing that this noise is coming from is this on my uh, tapping on my Bible. And of course I was like, whoa, but I wasn't scared. It didn't freak me out. It was just kind of like an awesome moment. And I opened my Bible to Psalm 22, where David is prophesying about Jesus going to the cross. And I read that Psalm. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. That was the most um, kind of radical experience I had. But of course, later in the time when he had cancer, and in those days I had a lot of like experiences. Um, but um, yeah, major turning points, knowing that Jesus is real. I had, uh, speaking of daddy and his cancer, I had also a very like 
strong or extreme maybe moment with the Lord when I was, well, I was living in London at the time and, you know, he had been sick for years and we were always trusting God and had faith he would be healed because all the time we had these, you know, miracles that the doctor said he can't walk and he walked or they said he's going to die and he didn't die. <laughs> like just kept going on like that. So I, I wasn't like expecting this phone call that like reached mm. me in the middle of the day in London in oh. my school. And it was, you know, Esther, my sister, and oh. she just kind of briefly said, well, you know, he died. And I was like, totally like in shock, absolute shock, like totally freaked out. I dropped the phone. I was just like hysterically crying. It was like a mess. <laughs> and my friend, um, from the acting school she said oh you know come i'll drive you home and this is like at the other end of the city where i have where esther lived i lived with esther and everything so it was just like this total crazy moment and this was before you know mobile phones and google maps so she just oh. like handed me a, a street map and she's like tell me where to go and i'm like <gasps> like i can't even see you know i'm just like crying and shaking and it was just that's crazy and all of a sudden I heard like God's voice and it was just one sentence a question and it was do you trust me and it was so clear and I was like whoa okay wait a minute how am I gonna answer <laughs> like what are my options <laughs> option a trust him uh okay option b don't trust him um what is like and then what like, where am I without him? I have nothing. And so it was obvious that I was going to trust him and that that was the only good option. So I like said yes in my heart. And at that very moment, it was like just this peace that came over me and like this clearness. And I was like looking at the map and telling her, like, I could not even in my normal mind do this, but it was like, I knew the, <laughs> the way. And I told her and we were like, laughing and having fun and it was just I never again had like that those fears or wow. um thoughts that I had in that moment and it really was just so amazing like one of the thoughts I know I had before that like when I heard that he had passed was like through my mind everything was running like of how awful life will be without him and I was thinking of you know Debbie how young she was and you how young and all of these things and I was thinking specifically of the day when I get married and that when I walk down the aisle I will be alone you know without Aww. my father and you know all of these horrible things which caused me to be like in the state I was but the thing that is so cool is the day that I got married I was next door in that apartment I remember it so clearly after you know I had gotten ready and you guys were all there and then you guys had already gone to church and there was like a few moments before I was taken to the church. And I had this like joy in my heart thinking of him and how he's, you know, in heaven and how he is rejoicing and excited. And I, I had so much joy and like, no, at all sadness. And it was just one more, you know, step. And this is years later, you know, where I realized that God really is faithful and that he, does guide us through all the steps, even the sad ones and the, the tragedies. And yeah, it, th those are just those wonderful moments that, 
that I had or that I remember. Yeah. Amazing. So it is, it is, you know, really special that all of us daughters and then the next generation are like believers and some people ask or many people ask like what is the the trick (laughs) what would what would you say mom um you know sometimes i remember you guys your sisters used to sing together and you wrote songs and made a cd and i think i don't know if you wrote the words i remember though lizzie's voice singing it about um that daddy practices what he preaches do you remember that line i remember it our fought what is the words i just remember the this one practice my preachings yeah yeah our our father father practices what he preaches or something yeah yeah i don't know if i wrote that i'm not sure (laughs) but i mean you know that's what it always comes down to is the children grow up you know day and day in and day out watching their parents you know do the parents love each other do they communicate do they pray together are they serve you know obviously serving god whether they're working or or working in the church or and how are the parents you know are they loving towards each other are they loving towards the children are they teaching the children the bible you know um how do they handle conflicts um you know all of those things are an example like children can see um you know so that like even though we had you know moments of conflict or difficult things over the years there was still always the peace of god you know in our personal relationships like me and dad as a married couple but also with you guys you know a bunch of teenagers in the house and all the you guys choosing your you know, paths of professions and everything. I mean, we always prayed about all this stuff and, and, you know, nothing ever goes how you think it's going to go or how you pray, ask that it's going to go a lot of times. But there's this piece, you know, the scripture that says that the peace of God that pass all understanding, you know, so. Yeah, that's amazing. Adina, what do you think? How... How do you think your family taught you? Like, what did they do right in a sense of showing you their faith or their life with living it with God? Yeah, that just that always when we had difficult times or just um, important decisions to make, we never did them on our own. We always um, involved God with it and prayed together and seeked his wisdom. And through that, we always felt peace that whatever we're going to decide on, we know we didn't decide it on ourselves, but we listened to what God's plan is for us. And so we always had this peace with every decision that we're making and never felt alone. And yeah, that's definitely something they showed me and have been role models, role models for me. And yeah, I still do it till this day that I, when I have important decisions to make or whatever, that I take my time and seek God's wisdom and not. Cool. And how do you do that? Like in your room or 
with friends or at church or with your mom? I don't know. How how do you talk to God? Well, there's so much so many different ways how you can do it and or how I do it. But I always um I definitely pray with other people together, for example, my parents or or family and stuff. And um just also every night when I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning and I know it's going to be a difficult day, then I also first mm. pray or take the Bible and read about, read in it. And if it's sometimes I also really like to go into nature and take walks through the forest by myself and just pray and um, have some time with God. Well, for example, in Australia, I would always go to the beach at wow. sunrise. And yeah, that was definitely... Yeah, really good. I love beaches. Yeah. I feel like I'm closest to heaven. Yeah. There's a spot in heaven for me where the palm trees are. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Mom, um, what is your like routine? Do you have a routine of like prayer or like quiet time or something? <laughs> Um, for, for many years, especially, you know, since I've been living on my own, you know, we, I moved out of the family house and you guys are all off and married. Um, <clears throat> my, my schedule is always like before looking at social media or phone calls or anything that I would have my coffee and read my Bible. And I mean, for many years, uh, in the last few years, I was working, uh, leading women's Bible studies. And sometimes I had two or three Bible studies in a week, sometimes even with on different chapters um, with different groups. And so I was juggling a lot, but I just love studying the Bible, you know, not only for myself that God speaks to me, but um, and of course, I'd be reading it in German and practicing and learning how to express what I understand from the scripture to all the German women. And so that for many years was like always what I would do in the mornings, mainly, you know, just before starting the day. And now since I do the podcast, I usually start the day um, with making notes. I'm always thinking about the next episode and making an outline. And then as I'm thinking about it, um, I, uh, I think of, I'm reminded of scriptures so the um there's something that popped up here um so the lord it's kind of like cool because also because i'm doing it all in english now so i'm back to reading the bible in english and talking in english and and what's really fun is that when i'm thinking about our old stories in the past um, and that I learned so many scriptures, you know, throughout my life that are kind of in my mind um, and in English <laughs> is that I always think of scriptures that are kind of like set the tone for what I'm going to talk about for each episode. So and what's was really fun is I started, especially, you know, quite a few months ago when I was talking about we're new Christians, that reading, reading those scriptures like kind of trying to turn myself off from all this understanding I have about the whole book of John and who wrote it and when and where, and just think, what was it like when I first read that scripture 
And um, so I've tried to like, I like I'm kind of reading the Bible in a kind of new, fresh way. And it helps me then to convey that, you know, young newness uh, about the word, you know, so I can talk about it, you know, in our stories. I think I think that's probably the most amazing, you know, uh, forbid like example that you have oh. you and also daddy have been in our lives. And I just remember like, you know, seeing him reading his Bible and also i know about you how how much you always read the bible and i you know always when i'm reading something that i don't understand i quickly send you a message mom what's this or you know the translation of this and where's that <laughs> and i love how i can always ask you and i think that you have you and daddy both have really installed this example in us of this love for god's word and I just got a new Bible because it's really pretty. And then I have my little markers and stickers. And it's just like, yeah, it's, I, and I don't even like reading, like, but the uh. Bible is just, it's just not a book. It's like, eine Schatztruhe. Um, what's that in English? A treasure chest. Yes. Like, like diamonds inside. Pearls. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And it's just so fun. And so basically what I want to do is I want to thank you and daddy also for you know setting this example for us and yeah that it's just that i'm so thankful that i have learned this about you know prayer and reading god's word and trusting him and you know following his example jesus the example of being a disciple and so i think we can come to a close for today but i want to just yeah thank you for that and i don't know adina is there maybe something you also want to say that you are thankful for yeah i'm also just thankful for you and grandpa because if you haven't gone through all of that it wouldn't be passed on now to me and uh, who knows how i would have grown up so yeah i also want to thank you <laughs> and so we want to say God's blessing to everyone listening and watching and that it's never too late to open your Bible and to pray and to ask God to, you know, reveal himself to you. And we know that God answers prayers and God bless you all. And thank you for sharing this conversation with us. <laughs> bye. Yeah. And like I always say at the end of my, my episodes, I always say bye for now, friends. <laughs> Bye for now, friends. Friends and family, all my beautiful daughters and granddaughters and grandsons. Love you yeah. all. Love you. Bye. Bye.